Welcome to Wizard Studies. I'm Audrey. And I'm Katie. And today we are discussing Wizarding Homes Part 2, which just means everywhere that we know that wizards live. Oh, we didn't put Spinner's End in. Uh, I feel like we don't have that much information about it anyways. Okay, so like, it's, but it's not, this is not a comprehensive no, list. No, no, no. But, um... These are all places that the trio went, though. The trio did not go to Spinner's trio. End. Yeah. Yeah. So, So that, like, um, we see from Harry's perspective. Yeah. So, 12 Grandma Place, Malfoy Manor, and Love Good Home. Love Good House. Which actually apparently has a name within the fandom, which I will reveal later. Mm. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if you picked up on that. I saw it. Um, I saw but it. I, I learned that. Um, I didn't realize it was just, like, given by the fandom, though. I saw yeah. the name there, and I was like, oh. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Our patient of the episode is Linda. Thanks, Linda. Yeah. And so, I know that she would want us to talk about this on the podcast, so... Just in case anybody's been living under a rock the past couple weeks, there was a devastating decision, I guess, handed down by the Supreme Court of the United States earlier this week? Last uh, week? Last week? As of date of recording, it was like six days ago. Okay. But this isn't coming out until... Yeah. It'll be like ten days, I think, when this comes out. Yeah, so within the past week or so, um, where... Roe v. Wade is no longer, or having an abortion is no longer a constitutional right, quote-unquote. It is up to the states to make that decision, and that inherently just makes getting an abortion in the United States that much more difficult. Um, there are already... And dangerous. Most states already have made it illegal. Um, a couple more, North Carolina being one of them, it's a very important one, so if you are a North Carolinian vote in your local elections. I'm not saying you have to donate to these Democrats that are begging on their knees for our money right now, but vote in the local elections because it's imperative that we keep abortion being legal because we are like the last state in the whole Southeast that currently it's legal. So mm. it's very important to vote in your local elections, look up your representatives and people who are running their stances on this. Um, because it's a scary time right now, and if people are struggling, which I'm sure you are, because I know Audrey and I are, um, know that, like, you can talk to us, you can find safe places, um, and I'd love to offer you more optimism, but I don't know if I have any at the moment yeah. <laughs> to share. Yeah, I, I guess just, like, no, you're not alone right now, Yeah. Um, and we can take our time to be sad and scared and all of those feelings and and yeah and do what you can once you've if you've taken that time to grieve do what you can when you feel ready to try to take action in some way katie mentioned voting which is really important but also it's annoying to be told yeah by democrats in office that we have to vote right now but i mean 
that's something that we have to keep doing if you've been doing it and do it if you haven't done it before. But, um, yeah, get out on the streets and join a rally. And if you have the means, uh, donate to abortion funds and organizations that are working to make it not as hard. It's still going to be hard for yeah. a lot of, of people to get abortions. Um, but there are a lot of, a lot of good systems in place that have already been built. And so try to lean into and join those systems instead of reinvent the wheel and, um, donate where you can help out where you can volunteer, get out in the streets and, uh, yeah, standing with y'all. Yeah. Anyway. I don't really have an eloquent um, transition, yeah. but so we're going to... Maybe s- the next place we're going to talk about is a grim old place. <laughs> Just like and America. I'm feeling pretty grim, and those Supreme Court justices are pretty old. <laughs> and there this is go. the place we're in right now. That wasn't a stretch at all. <laughs> Um, so the first of the three locations we're going to be talking about in this episode is number 12, Grimmauld Place. Um, so I will read the first mention of said place, and it is in the chapter. Funnily enough, it's not in the chapter number 12, Grimmauld Place. It's in the chapter before that called Mm. The Advance Guard. Okay. Where are we? Harry asked, but Lupin said quietly, in a minute. Moody was rummaging in his cloak, his gnarled hands clumsy with cold. Got it, he muttered, raising what looked like a silver cigarette lighter into the air and clicking it. The nearest street lamp went out with a pop. He clicked the unlighter again. Okay, so first off, this I think is every, the deluminator has multiple names. And I think this is where like the unlighter comes from. But I don't really, it's not capitalized, and so I don't think it's actually meant to be, like, the name of the thing. It's just, like, saying the action that it is performing. But this is the physical deluminator, right? Yes, because he says, I borrowed it from Dumbledore pocketing the put-outer in the next sentence. And then he called, put-outer is capitalized, so that is, like, yeah. the name of the said object. When is it called the deluminator? Maybe seven, because one, it's called the put outer, I think, or the mm. or something else. Okay, you keep going. I'm gonna, okay. I have seven right in front of me. So okay. Um, he kept clicking it until every lamp in the square was extinguished, and the only light in the square came from curtained windows and the sickle moon overhead. Borrowed it from Dumbledore, growled Moody, pocketing the put outer. That'll uh, take care of any muggles looking out the windows now come on quick um the toronto billies obviously i leave my deluminator Mm. capitalized in the hope that he will remember me when he uses it so i don't know i think that's I number one the the deluminator I think is the best name objectively. I yeah I like that. And one. number two I think that one's the most official name because that's what Dumbledore, Dumbledore uses used to, to yeah. like will yeah. it on to somebody else. Um, yeah. He took Harry, Harry by the arm and led him from the patch of grass across the road and onto the pavement. Lupin and Tonks followed, carrying Harry's trunk between the two of them. 
The rest, I bet they wish nothing was between the two of them. The rest of the guard all with their wands out flanking them. A muffled pounding of a stereo was coming from an upper window in the nearest house. A pungent smell of rotting rubbish came from a pile of bulging bin bags just inside the broken gate. Here, Moody muttered, thrusting a piece of parchment towards Harry's disillusioned hand and holding his lit wand close to it. As close to it so as to illuminate the writing read quickly and memorize harry looked down at the piece of paper the narrow handwriting was vaguely familiar it said the headquarters of the order of the phoenix may be found at number 12 grimmel place london it's funny that the handwriting is said to be vaguely familiar because like in six it's like such a thing that's like oh he got a note from dumbledore in the loopy handwriting mm. but at this point harry's not really seen it that much yeah true true um, I know that they, like, didn't really have a description of the outside, but there really isn't a description of the outside, because if you go further, it just kind of talks about, like, there being, like, a new place that yeah pops up. Yeah. So, I mean, I can pick up from there. Um, so, yeah, the 12 Grimmauld Place, um, as we learned, the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix, uh, <laughs> it was located in the borough, borough of... Would you say Islington or Islington? I would say Islington, but, but I, I feel like British it's probably Islington. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, well, one of those. In London, in, like, London proper, I guess, um, in a Muggle neighborhood. And this borough, Islington or Islington, is in North London. And I looked it up because I was like, where in North London is it? How close is it to the city center? etc. And the Emirates Stadium, which is the home of Arsenal Football Club, boo, <laughs> is located in this borough. So, I don't know. Do you think the blocks were Arsenal fans? No, they would no. be. <laughs> but maybe if Sirius was going to rebel mm. by, like, you know how he, like, rebelled by, like, having, like, yeah motorcycles and stuff like that, like, muggly things, maybe... Mm. One day, he came home wearing an Arsenal kit. It does say that nearby uh, tube stations include St. Pancreas's and um, King's Cross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really not that far from, like, it's, like, very much in the city. Yeah. um, Was my takeaway. Um, Okay, so the location, as we learned from Katie's first mention, um, is protected by a Fidelius charm and... Presumably, like, was always protective. Like, I guess, like, during when Sirius grew up there, like, Wahlberger or whatever his dad's name is, like, was the secret keeper. Um, I don't really know. <sighs> but, like, the house is invisible to the neighborhood residents. Um, I guess maybe... Uh, is it visible to all wizards? Or is it only visible if you know the secret? I would assume that there probably wasn't a Fidelius charm on it. It was probably just, like, protection against the muggles. Because Fidelius charm is, like, protection against other wizards. Yeah. As well as muggles, obviously. But, like, more for other wizards. I don't know, like, what... Like, it could be kind of, like, the barrier to get into Diagon Alley. Where you have to, like, tap certain things or say a certain thing um, to, like, make it visible. I don't know. But also, like, we've talked about before the, like... um, the leaky cauldron 
it's like there and like you can just see it yeah. but like muggles just don't go in yeah. it or like they it just easily passes them by so it also could be something like that yeah i don't think the fidelity's charm is why harry can see it i think he can either see it like because he's a wizard or yeah. because he's looking he knows to look for it or something yeah like that. i don't know um it's kind of unclear but anyway I have beef with this. So, it says that, like, the local muggles had long since accepted that there was a mistake mm. in numbering, which landed number 13 next to number 11. So, there's, like, a few possibilities for this. But, okay, the reason I have beef is because in this country, Ooh. on either side of the road, like, number 13 is always next to number 11, right? Yeah. It would never go 11, 12, 13 unless it's, like, a circle, yeah. Right. Then like a sometimes, cul-de-sac. like a cul-de-sac. Then sometimes it goes like not e- not skipping the numbers, um, but otherwise, it's always like evens on one side of the road, odds on the other side of the road. So like eleven and thirteen would be next to each other, and that is presumably like because this is in like downtown London, not downtown London, but like very central London. Like I don't think it's a cul-de-sac. No. And then I was like maybe like. Um maybe for some reason in London or in England, like that's not how they do their numbering. Or like if it was across the street from like a park or something, maybe they like then move the evens to that side of the road. But that's not the case for us. Like even if like you were across the, you had like an empty lot across the street from an empty lot, like it would still be just odds or just, just like in case a house were to be right or or like a business or a building yeah yeah um so yeah that really bothered me and i guess i need like i need someone Mm. from england to fill me in on why this is not just the normal way of doing things like why Mm. is 11 next to 13 or is the author just like kind of (laughs) dumb i also like i find it interesting because it would have been, it could have been, like, fun to make it 13 Grimmauld plays. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's all this, like, superstition yeah. around mm-hmm. 13, right? Like, sometimes there's not, like, mm-hmm. the 13th floor in a hotel and stuff like that. So it could have had even added more, like, more mysticism to, like, the muggles. Like, oh, we don't want to have a number 13. Like, that's why we right. don't have it. I think that could be fun. But I know that 12 is, like, a super common number used in, like, media because it's, like, the largest number that's, like, one syllable. Yeah. And so it's easier to, like, say in a string of words yeah. than, like, 13 or 14. So. Yeah. Um, or it could have been, like, I guess, but they, I guess... She already did that with nine and three quarters. I was like, it could have been like a fraction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But please let me know if you have the insight on that. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not the first person to point this out. I've never thought about it. Yeah. I, I think I had like kind of thought about it before and been like, oh, it must just be like in a circle or, you know, yeah. like, but then I started to really think about it and I was like, none of this makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Um... So anyway, okay, so then as far as the rest of the address, um, Grimald Place is very simply just like Grim Old Place or Grim Mold Place, apparently. <laughs> I've always heard it as Grim Old Place, but the wiki also suggests Grim Mold Place. Um, and also we know that like Sirius owns the house now and he was referred to as the Grim. His Aunt Megas form was referred to as the Grim for much of 
Prisoner of Azkaban, so, I mean, there's that, like, connection, too, but obviously it's just kind of supposed to be a grim old place. Like, it's dingy, it's dusty, and there's not a lot of happiness within the structure itself. Very different than the places we talked about in our last episode. Yeah. Um, and of course, uh, this is the ancestral home of the Black family. It's implied that this home has been in their family for a while. Um, obviously because of the family tree and all the heads of the house elves and those sorts of things. Um, it seems like it's like been there for centuries. Sirius and Regulus were raised there. Um, and Wahlberger lived there for a while after Regulus and his father died. What is his name? Orion. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then... Wahlberger lived there for a while alone while Sirius was in Azkaban. And when she died in 1985, it passed to Sirius. Even though, like, I guess they never, like, were able to, like, they never bothered, like, changing the will. Or, yeah, I don't but, know. like, why? Like, they hated him so much. I feel like Wahlberger yeah. could have put in the will, like, we wanted to go to Bellatrix and Narcissa or something. Yeah. You know? But maybe she, like, didn't even think that was necessary because he was in Azkaban. Like,. Yeah, then it would just sit empty, though. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, obviously, it, it like, sat empty for a while, convenience. too. Yeah. Okay, so how long? 85 to 95 Five? 10 years. Yeah. yeah That's not, like, years. super long, actually. No. I mean, but... it's a long time for, like, a place, obviously, to, like, be left abandoned, but it's not, And, like, like also, like, no one went in there. Yeah. Like, besides Creature. You yeah. know, like, it's not even, like, oh, no one was living there. It's, like, no, nobody went in there for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, obviously, 12 Grimmauld Place is significant to the series and to us, to readers, <laughs> because... It became the safe house for the Order of the Phoenix, or the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix, as I read, um, in the summer of 1995, I believe, because, like, the books always start that year and end yeah. in the, like, 91 is when, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, and it became the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix because Sirius offered it, um, I, so, like, he was out and about traveling in Goblet of Fire, so he did not go back, because he did not want to. Um, he was just kind of, like, on the run, but then with Voldemort coming back and, like, the need for a location, he, like, seemingly begrudgingly offered it, but also, like, he wanted to be of service, because there's not a whole lot he can do to help the Order. So, it's a, he has a complicated relationship with the building, um, at this point, again, like we talked about, it had been abandoned for 10 years, so it needed some serious TLC, pun intended. Um, and that fell mostly onto Molly and the trio, Fred and George and Ginny, because everybody else was too busy, I guess. So we see a lot of scenes. I guess we, like, pro- probably looking back, there's not actually that many scenes, but it feels like there were a lot of them, like, cleaning yeah. out the house. The doxy eggs, finding the locket, um creature stealing things to keep them um and then so the grimmel grimmel places where the trio and the weasley stay the summer leading up to hogwarts as well as christmas um and they spend a lot of this time over the summer eavesdropping on order members to try and figure out what's going on with Voldemort. because at this point like they really know nothing and t- especially until harry gets there because then they like give them a little bit more information 
Um, because they don't know, like, what Voldemort's been up to, and they don't know what the Order's actually doing to try and stop him. Because, like, if Voldemort's not mounting an attack or, like, actively doing things, it's like, well, how do we stop him? Like, he's yeah. not doing anything. Um, so, obviously, we learn in that first meeting that, like, there's a weapon that Voldemort wants but can't get. And, like, mm-hmm. they're actively trying to protect that weapon. Is kind of, like, what they learned that first mm-hmm. time. Um, weapon, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that... It's weird that they say it's a weapon. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, well, not... I think, I think Harry... They say Voldemort wants something, and I think Harry something he didn't like have a last weapon. Time. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Yeah, they just say, like, he wants something, something he didn't have last time. Okay, but, like... Why did he want the prophecy so much? Like, what... Like, did he think that it was going to tell him how to defeat Harry? Like, did he... Because did, he did not know the full prophecy. Yeah. Sup- prop- supposedly, because, like, Snape only heard the end of it. Yeah. Or did Snape not tell him at all? Because, like, that's why he switched sides. No. Because, like, obviously he knows about the prophecy. Like, how much did Snape tell him? Slash, how much did Snape hear? Snape heard the one who will defeat him born at the end of July. To those who have thrice to defied him, evaded, whatever. But I think he didn't hear, neither can live while the other survives. Oh, okay. And he, and like, stopped the Dark listening. Lord shall mark him as his equal, equal like yeah. that either. Yeah. Okay. But, like, I still don't. Like, I guess I think he... Aberforth pulled him away. Aberforth. Mm. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. I guess, like, maybe he thought it was gonna... Like, because at the end of the day, like, the prophecy doesn't really have that much information. Yeah. Like... Yes, yes. It just kind of confirmed yeah. what they both, like, were kind of barreling towards, right? Because, like... Yeah. There's no, no at way... This, at this point, they, it doesn't have that much information. No. If Snape had told them it then yeah he might have been able to be like oh maybe i shouldn't mark him as my equal yeah <laughs> well i i still think he probably would have i still yeah. think he probably would yeah i don't kill think him. he's that bright but um anyways um and then so we also see like i mentioned earlier sirius is having like a really hard time he's having conflicted relationships and feelings about things like he mm-hmm. wants to try and help the order by um like having it be at grim old place but with it being at grim old place like he's at this he's at this place that has lots of bad memories for him and he hates and not only is he is he there he's like literally trapped there like he can't leave yeah because he's still like wanted still a wanted man um so he can't he also can't actively help with order at all and so he's getting like super restless he feels like everybody's just kind of like like, he's, he's, you know, those, like, movie montages where, like, somebody's standing mm-hmm. still and then everybody else is just kind of, like, moving around them. That's, like, mm-hmm. what I imagine serious yeah. feeling like. Like, everybody is moving on with their lives. Everybody is doing things. Everybody's being active. And he's just, like, stuck. Not only is he, like, physically stuck, he's, like, mentally stuck in this place that, like, he was already stuck at one point in his life and did everything to get out. Yeah. So, he's really struggling, um, and it just keeps getting worse and worse, and ultimately culminates in, obviously, like, him leaving and dying, um, 
but we'll get to that. Grimmauld Place is where Harry uses the flu network in Umbridge's office to to contact, to talk mm-hmm. to Sirius, and Lupin also ends up being there after he sees Snape's worst memory and starts having, like, a mental breakdown about how his father isn't the great man he thought he was. And then also Grimmauld Place is where Sirius leaves, like I mentioned, on the night of the Battle of the Ministry of Magic. Department of mm-hmm. Mysteries, sorry. Um, because we also get a Christmas at Grimmauld Place that year. Yeah, I mentioned that briefly earlier. There's not, like, oh. a whole lot that happens at Christmas because, like, they're, yeah. most of the action that happens in that chapter is them at St. Mungo's, not uh, at Grimmauld yes, Place. You, yeah, you said this. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. Um, there's just, like, an out, it's, like, them being at Grimmauld Place isn't really that important except for, like, when Harry yeah. leaves and Sirius. Like, Sirius is in a better mood because everybody's back, but then when he leaves, every, he's depressed again. Um, and... Like, obviously, all of these feelings contribute to the fact that, like, he eventually, like, abandons Grimmauld Place and um, kind of throws caution to the wind and leaves to go to the ministry and dies. Yeah. So then Grimmauld Place passes to Harry per, like, I don't know, Sirius's will... Or per, like, Harry being Sirius's godson. I okay, don't know. here's my question. Are there... Because I was thinking about this when we were talking about Wahlberg or leaving it to Sirius. Like, do you think that there are actually wills? Or it's just, like, there's, like, this magic about it that just, Well, like... Dumbledore had a will. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the last bit in Testament. Testament. <laughs> okay. That um, was a dumb question. No, going. it's okay. So I don't know, I don't really remember, or even if it's mentioned, if it's just, like, Sirius put it in his will that it goes to Harry, or if, like, just because legally he's his grandson that, like, or godson, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) is, like, that's a closer relation, quote-unquote, than, like, passing to his cousins. Hmm. I don't know. Um, But it goes to Harry, and Harry offers it as the headquarters for the Order of the Phoenix again, but they're not, like, again, not only I'm, like, I kind of unclear, like, the order is unclear about kind of the passing of the house like they're not sure if like because it seems like there's kind of magic within the house that could decide who Mm -hmm. it belongs to as well like especially with creature coming along with the house um they don't know if like quote-unquote like legally magically it is harry's um so they don't know whether bellatrix and narcissa could get in if they wanted to which is they're good to be weary because as we find out like creature actually did kind of like find a loophole in this whole thing um and we don't see grimmauld place again until the trio returns on august 1st slash maybe the early morning hours of august 2nd i'm not sure Mm -hmm. um after Bill and Fleur's wedding is crashed by death eaters they they use that as kind of their safe house and I, the wiki didn't have any, like, timeline or dates or time of year that it would have been mm. when they infiltrated the Ministry of Magic. But, like, we do know that, like, eventually it gets very cold while they're camping. And, like, yeah. I, I would say that could be a factor of where they are. But we also know that, like, Christmas is when they're at Godric's Hollow. So, like, if I'm just kind of, like, guesstimating it out... I would say that they're probably at Grimmauld Place for at least a month. 
Yeah, I always kind of imagined it was oh, like no, a Oh, no, because they say something about, like, oh, today's September 1st. Yeah. At one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's, like, fairly, like, maybe the day they even yeah, infiltrate the right. ministry. So, again, like, at least a month. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. yeah. And then, sorry, they can't come back because Yaxley? Yeah, they do operate back, but yeah. they bring Yaxley onto the Because he had, like, grabbed Ron's ankle or something yeah. like that. So, um, have to... so Hermione makes the, like, executive decision to abandon, and I think this, they first end up in the Forest of Keen, I think is the first place they yes. go. So, uh, or no, is that the place no, they no, go no. after the God Forest of Hollow? Yeah, because yeah, that's where Snape finds them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, some, it's, it's like some place that like Hermione had gone camping in with her family, I think. Yeah. But anyways. Okay. So, thank you for that synopsis. I will do a little overview of um, just like the interior of Grimald Place um, and what we see there. So, obviously, it talked about like it being... You know, between 11 and 13, whatever. Um, then once you enter, um, it opens into, like, a long hallway. Uh, and this is where the, like, Dumbledore ghost thing comes out. I was like, always so confused about this. And, like, how they thought that this was, like, gonna prevent Snape yeah. from getting it. I don't know. Um, anyway. Because, like, obviously it didn't. <laughs> yeah. And in that, um, in that ground floor, there's also the portrait of Walburga. So that, like, she goes off screaming basically anyone, anytime anyone, like, walks in um, or rings the doorbell or whatnot. Or Tonks knocking over the umbrella stand that's made the from troll the foot. troll leg, yeah. Um, and then there's also the dining room on the first floor, and like a staircase uh, leading up. Um, the kitchen is, I believe, in the basement, um, which I think is like maybe normal for like this kind of old house, like this. yeah, because like. That's where, like, servants The servants, yeah. Um, so, but I think, like, the order, like, they don't use the, like, formal dining room. Like, they're always just, like, down in the kitchen when they have, like, their meetings and their dinners and all of that. Um, so it's not, like, I think because it's meant to be, like, a servant's kitchen. Like, it's not, like, ornate or anything. It's just kind of, like, you know, it's a functional kitchen with, like, a big table in the middle of it. Um, or I guess house elves kitchen in this case. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then creatures, uh, pantry, I believe is off of the kitchen. Makes sense. I think. Um, so yeah. So then going back upstairs to the first floor, which we in the U S would call the second floor, um, we start having, like, bedrooms and stuff. Hermione and Ginny once slept in one of those bedrooms. Um, there's a bathroom. Um, and the drawing room where, like, we see a lot of the cleaning scenes take place in the drawing room. Um, and I think that's where, like, the bogger is that Molly, uh, that Harry, like, sees Molly confront um 
Is the drawing room where the tree is? Family tree? I don't... I, I know in the movies it's, like, in its own separate room. And yeah. so that's, like, all I can picture. But I don't... I don't know for sure. I think it, it might be. Um, the... The... House elf heads are like in the hallway or like in the staircase, yeah. I believe. Um, but I think the family tree is in the drawing room. Um, so then, yeah, yeah the you... drawing room was once an exquisite blah 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 blah, flanked by two ornate glass front cabinets, an entire wall covered with the tapestry of the black family tree. There you go. Um, so then just like keep going up, I think there's like two or three more floors. Um, just of bedrooms and really just like the descriptions of all these places are just like kind of very gloomy, um, dark, dank, like not a happy place. Um, so Harry and Ron stay in one of these rooms. It has like two twin beds and that's the one that has the portrait of Phineas Nigelius, Phineas Nigelius Black on the wall. Um, and all the way upstairs, uh, there's the, so I guess this is the, probably the fourth floor is what it says. Um, there's Sirius's room and Regulus's room. Um, and obviously the door of Regulus's room is when they, like, discover R.A.B. Regulus Arcturus Black. Um, so that's kind of significant. And when they go into Sirius's room, they see, like, it's basically, like, both of them are, like, kind of shrines to, like, the people that the two of them were in their teenage years. Like, Sirius's room was, like, decked out in Gryffindor colors. Um, there was, like, motorcycle posters and bikini, girls in bikinis. <laughs> and Regulus's had, like, Slytherin decor. Um, I think there was, like, a Black family crest. Like, stuff about Voldemort. There was, like, the... the I think there was a photo of him on the Quidditch team. Yeah. Um... So, it's, like, that's, like, the significant thing about their rooms. Like, it's very, like, been preserved. <laughs> um, and I think Harry doesn't go into either of those rooms until after Sirius's death. Yeah. Until seven. Um, and then there's, like, an attic room at all. Also, that um, creature... Creature said he was in the attic at one point when he was actually at Malfoy Manor. Yeah, that's. I think that's also where Buckbeak is. I think she. Yeah. He, and I feel like Sirius might even kind of like. Might yeah, he. I think he sleeps in his room, but they like say he won't come down from the attic. Like yeah. He, he just like spends all his time up there with Buckbeak. Yeah. Um. That's really depressing. But like <laughs> overall, just like the layout of the house. I mean, it kind of it's like. We're going to talk about this with, like, the Lovegood house, and, like, we talked about this with the borough. It, it's just, like, just, like, goes up. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, a bunch of, like, small floors instead of, like, being wide. Um, yeah. Which makes sense with the Grimmauld Place, because, like, yeah. it's, like, a townhouse. Um, yeah. But it's just kind of, like, floor after floor bedrooms. Um, but in general, it's just not really a bright or fun place. No. Okay, so the next place that we're going to be talking about is Malfoy Manor. 
Um, so Malfoy Manor, if you couldn't tell from the name, is the home of the wealthy purebred Malfoy family. It's located in Wiltshire, England, or Wiltshire, England, not sure which one. Um, and fun fact, Stonehenge is located in Wiltshire, England, so hmm. Kind of fun. I, I was kind of hoping to like find information that it's like this super prestigious like mm. country home type area, but it does not. It seems very historic, um, obviously mm. with Stonehenge being there. Um, and so then to talk a little bit about the more specifically the history of the Malfoy family, the Malfoy Manor. The Malfoy family is an old one. It said that Armand Malfoy came to England with William the Conqueror as part of the invading Norman army. And he stayed close to William the Conqueror, who then became William the First, King of England, um, providing magical services for him on the DL. And in turn, he received this plot of land in Wiltshire. And over hundreds of years, the Malfoy family managed to like keep procuring more land to add to their estate in Wiltshire by annexing muggle neighbors and in return they like I this is I'm a little bit confused it says an and the favor they curried with royalty okay never mind so because I guess they like stayed close to the royal family Mm. since William the first um they kind of like reaps the benefits of that they collected yeah. muggle treasures and muggle works of art um and they had this huge collection of that and then with the passing of the international statue of wizarding secrecy so i guess it's implied that like they continued to curry favor by like providing magical services for mm-hmm. the like royal family um they it's unclear whether they actually stopped um they continued to deny any connections with muggles i.e the muggle royal family um to uphold their position and influence but yeah i don't know if i buy it that's really interesting like kind of funny that like i don't know that they tout such a like pure blood thing but like before that was really in style like as classic as we would expect the Malfoys to be like they were in the pockets or they had the people of government in their pockets and so like and it's kind of just like they just like kind of went with the fads of like pure blood supremacy was kind of just like it was the convenient thing for them to do at that point and then to like you know get in with the ministry of magic um so it's just like interesting and it I feel like it's like supposed to be a reflection on them as a family just like yeah they don't really actually feel strongly about any of their beliefs like they just want to be more powerful power. yeah and like put their money in places that are going to make them more powerful yeah and like I think I get like that obviously they still live in England but I think it's also funny that like though even though like wizarding population uh, obviously at one point had like a reverence for the muggle royal yeah. family like they still kind of curried some yeah. Yeah. you know mystique favor popularity whatever with the like uh, wizarding population in england um so the actual house itself from the outside um it has a large gravel driveway um starting with a raw iron gate and then it said that there's a yew hedge that follows um Mm -hmm. the driveway which i thought was interesting because like yew is the wandwood that Voldemort has Mm -hmm. um and jenny 
and Jenny. <laughs> I don't like to mention that, but okay. <laughs> um, it's also like not uncommon to find albino peacocks roaming around the front yard and gardens. Um, there's also a fountain out front. Um, I couldn't really find any description of like the actual structure itself from mm. the outside. Um, I just imagine it is like very like very like wide. Yeah. And just like foreboding. Yeah, I feel like so in all of the depictions of it, like it looks more like a classic like English country home, yeah. but it's always like very dark, which I think yeah. is interesting because like obviously that fits the mood, but like that's not on brand with like English country homes. Yeah. Um so I wonder if that would have been also kind of a I wonder if it started out like bright, gold, luxurious, and at mm-hmm. one point it kind of descended into more of the like ominous raw yeah. iron gates and such. Yeah. Yeah. So um as far as the interior, like you open up into an entrance hall that is large but dimly lit and quote sumptuously decorated um so oh wait actually can i say one more thing yeah i wonder if they still have any of the like muggle artifacts because we Mm. do know that they have a very large like magical artifact dark artifact collection but i wonder if they still have any of the like muggle stuff or whether like lucius would have like cleared all of it out yeah i don't know they probably sold them all if they got rid of them, though. You know, like, yeah. for a lot of money. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of imagine the interior of Malfoy Manor as, like, what what Grimmauld Place would have been if Grimmauld Place, like, if we saw Grimmauld Place, like, in its mm. heyday. Um, in like, it's still, like, grim and old, <laughs> but it's not, like, like it's not like gross it's like sad but it's not like dirty or like i don't know like it, it it's like it's like dark but ornate and like yeah. well kept yeah i always think of it as kind of like lofty and like yeah yeah you know like obviously not like empty or bare like because yeah but it's it's like it seems yeah not homey cozy. yeah but, like, cold, but, like, very nice. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, the walls of the entrance hall have pale-faced portraits, because, you know, they're the Malfoys. They're very pale. Um, they have albino peacocks. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the hall, there's a bronze-handled door to the drawing room. And in the drawing room, um, it's said to be probably the grandest room of the house with really high ceilings and two chandeliers and a pipe organ like why do they have a pipe organ (laughs) um this is the room with the really long table which is where the death eaters and Voldemort have their meeting and Voldemort has chastity burbage charity burbage charity Charity. um like floating above the table um and this is also the same room this we really get a lot of action in this room um, this is the same room where Bellatrix tortures Hermione, and then the trio and Dobby escape, and Griphook escape from this room 
Um, so Dobby actually destroys one of those chandeliers, but I'm sure it was like restored. I don't think like they I can mean, just like wave their magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a very wide open ornate room, um, and it's kind of where all the action goes down. And the only other room that we see is the cellar. Um, and I think I'm going to talk more about the skirmish later, but, um, so I'll talk a little bit about the cellar then too, but, um, prisoners were held in the secret room, quote unquote secret room below the drawing room, which is basically the basement or the dungeon or the cellar, I guess. Um... And apparently, like, Draco says something in an earlier book about how this is where they hide, they hid all their dark artifacts from the Ministry raids. So, what Arthur Weasley would have done to get his hands, get his paws in that cellar. Um, but when... Oh, wait, so, sorry, just to go back to the artifact thing. So, like, dark artifacts shouldn't really be under Arthur's thing unless they're like repurposed muggle, muggle. artifacts. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if like they kind of Yeah. Repurposed all of the like old muggle artifacts that they had and like turned them into dark objects. I think it's a good theory. Um So anyway, during so when like the Death Eaters and Voldemort kind of use the manor as headquarters um, the cellar slash basement slash dungeon is made into basically like a holding cell for prisoners. Um, and it's escape room, escape proof and has no light. It's escape proof if you are not a house elf though, because house elves can bypass the securities because classic villain underestimating, um, house elves and those who are seen as lesser than them. Um... And there's, like, not anything in the cellar, because it is basically a dungeon. I don't know why there's not just wine. Like, why not make a it wine a wine cellar? cellar. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so, obviously, to the book and to the series, the most important thing about Malfoy Manor is that it was used as the, like, Death Eater headquarters for... Okay, so the wiki said that in between the end of four and the end of five, it was used as, like, a meeting place sometimes, but I don't know where they got that information from, because I don't know if that's confirmed at all in the book. Because mm. I don't know if we see, like, because I think the first time, like, we see the inside of Malfoy Manor is the beginning of seven. Yeah. Um. So I don't know where that information comes from so I'm gonna yeah. ignore it <laughs> um I I'm and like I I I would believe that they held meetings there I mean it's a large place Malfoy mm-hmm. was like one of the top ranking death eaters I just don't really know for sure so maybe um but it really became the headquarters in the summer of 1997 while sorry the summer of 1996 no, 97. You mean uh, Deathly well, Hallows? Yeah, but, like, wasn't it kind of also the headquarters while Lucius was in? Oh, it might have been. Azkaban? And I think, 
Yeah, narcissism might say something about that. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like early 1997. Definitely by yeah, definitely by the summer of 1997. Can confirm it was used as the like main operation center for the Death Eaters. It's where they held all of their meetings. But I don't know if this is where Voldemort was like living at the time. I don't um, really think of Voldemort as living anywhere. Yeah, like thinking of Voldemort like going to bed at night and like brushing his teeth yeah. is like not something I can wrap my head around, nor can I like be like like can you imagine like Narcissa like, here are some towels for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it wouldn't be narcissist. Well, I guess they didn't have Dobby anymore. So yeah, true. I, yeah, I don't know. Or Lucius or Draco or whoever has to do it. Bring him the towel. I, like, I don't know. But, like, well, if we... Voldemort definitely doesn't bathe, so he doesn't need <laughs> Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think he would because I feel like... I don't know. I feel like to him that would be like giving up power in some way, like mm. sleeping around other people, like mm. being powerless mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. them. Um, but I don't know. But supposedly this would be where Delphine would be conceived, slash where she was born. This is where they did the dirty. I mean, this is where Bellatrix was staying at the time. So like, so does I, Bellatrix live at Malfoy Manor? I yeah, I think it did mention that she had moved in. This is all very confusing. <laughs> like, it feels like if you are a wizard slash witch and you can operate anywhere, it feels unnecessary for you to really have to stay at people's houses. Like, mm. like move True. in for convenience but sake. Maybe Bellatrix didn't have a home after she got out of Azkaban. Like, no, that was str- there's definitely a strange family I home. guess, yeah. I know. Maybe she wanted to be close to her sister. Yes. Um, she didn't want to miss anything. She definitely didn't want to hang out with her husband. She just clearly wanted to be Fuck that guy. <laughs> doing the dirty with Baltimore. Um, but yeah. Anyways, um, we do see multiple meetings being held here. We see, obviously, the one that we've been talking about, the one at the beginning of Deathly Hollows, where Charity Burbage is there. There is one later, I think, that we see. Um, I had what they talked about, and it just escaped my brain. Maybe, is there one? I don't know. I don't remember this. You well, see, We see Voldemort there after... Is that the one? Escape. Is um, pious thickness already there? Because there's one. There's one time where like, mm. they talk about how like. I think he might already be there. Is he there at the beginning? Okay. So then maybe we don't actually see another one, but like it's assumed that there are more. Um. Oh. Oh, the one that he takes Lucius's wand is the same one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I thought of that too. Um, okay, we also see later we see Harry and other captives, i.e. Ron, Hermione, Griphook, Dean. That's it, I think. Um, being brought there mm-hmm. when they think that it's Harry to bring Harry to... Voldemort, and then they all go down to the dungeon or the cellar, except for Hermione. Yeah. So this this event um, is referred to as the skirmish at Malfoy Manor. <laughs> um, 
And it occurs around Easter in 1998 because Draco's home, and that is because it's the Easter holiday. Um, so, yeah, the trio plus Dean and Griphook brought to Malfoy Manor by... What are they called? Like, scab... Scabbier? No. But what are they called? The people? Mm. Scavengers? No. Snatchers. Snatchers. I was trying to think because, oh my gosh, one of my friends in college would always be like, don't get snatched whenever we would like go out. And so that's, I was trying to think like, what did she used to say all the time? Because I know that it was the same. Anyways. Um, so yeah, and they uh, run into Luna and Ollivander there. They're like, oh, fancy seeing you here. Um, but when Hermione is upstairs being tortured, Harry is like desperate and yells into his mirror that he thinks Dumbledore is on the other side. And he's right. It is Dumbledore. If this didn't work, Harry would look like such an idiot. (laughs) And then snap, Dobby the house elf shows up and he can apparate into the cellar because he's a house elf. Um, And so Harry's like, cool, bring these guys to Shell Cottage. Luna, Ollivander, and Dean get taken to Shell Cottage. Dobby comes back. Um, at this point, Griphook, I think, is also... Or Griphook has been upstairs this whole time mm. because of the sword. Um, and then we get the little skirmish. Um, and this is where Harry takes ownership of the Elder Wand. That's significant, I guess. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. And it also is where Dobby takes that, that knife to the heart. Uh, or to the stomach. Um, as they are apparating away. I think once they get upstairs, I think Harry apparates. Or like Harry and... Because Ron mm-hmm. apparates away with Hermione. And I think like Harry is the one maybe yeah. who apparates with Griphook and Dobby. But they just can't apparate when they're in From the, the dungeon, cellar. Yeah. yeah. And this whole time, Harry's like dissociating and getting clips of like Voldemort like being summoned and then like yeah killing, he's like getting closer killing Grindelwald and then like coming in yeah it's very intense it um but yeah that's the that's the skirmish at Malfoy Manor and it's the last time we see it in the series okay so the last abode we're going to be talking about in this episode is the Lovegood house or the Rookery? Well, I was, you, you like talked about it earlier, so I was gonna let you oh. say it. Um, the Rookery. The Rookery. And I'll talk about why it's called that in just a second. So, the outside of this house is a large black cylindrical house on the top of a hill with a stream around the base. Um, it's described as looking like a giant rook or castle, I guess, rook and castle are the same chess piece. Um, I don't know. I don't know chess. Um, this house is near the village of Audrey St. Catchpole, Catchpole, and thus not too far away from the borough. Um, the outs- around the outside, there's a broken down gate that circled the house with a sign saying editor of the Quibbler, one saying pick your own mistletoe, and one saying keep off the dirigible plums. And then there's a large garden that surrounds the house full of odd plants. 
these plants included a snargaloff, possibly some gurdy roots, and a bush covered in some orange radish fruit called dirigible plums. Two old crabapple trees stood on either side of the front door bearing berry-sized fruits and white-headed mistletoe. A large owl with a slightly flattened hawk-like head, possibly belonging to the Lovegoods, could at times be found perched on these trees. The front door was thick and black, studded with iron nails, and a knocker shaped like an eagle. So I wonder if Xenophilius must have been in Ravenclaw as well then. Yeah. Well, because he also has the Whip beyond measure, yeah. Ravenclaw. Um, so yeah, I assume so. Um, okay. So then moving into the house, um, this is very vertical of a house as well <laughs> so the first floor is the the front door leads right into the kitchen um and the whole house is like perfectly circular i think um on the interior as well um so it's got like the stove sinks and cupboards are like curved to fit the walls which i think is pretty cool yeah um this might be i mean obviously like the burrow is like oh, yeah so good but like this is a really good house um it is. So, they're all, like, painted in bright colors, um, and it's presumed that they're all painted by Luna, um, and it says that it's a little bit overwhelming with, like, all those decorations in, like, a fairly small room, um, and then there's a spiral staircase leading up to the upper levels, um, in, like, the center. It reminds me of just, like, a lighthouse. Yeah. That's what I always thought about. Um, so then the floor above the kitchen is the living room, and this room is smaller than the kitchen, because I guess we're getting, like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, like, curving in, or going in, I don't know. Um, the, but it's still, like, entirely round, so it's still taking up, like, the whole floor. Um, and it's the living room, and also, like, Xenophilus is, like, office space, workspace, um... And it's, like, covered in books. Um, there's, like, all these, like, models of creatures on the ceiling, on the walls. Um, Xenophilius has his printing press there for the quibbler. And there's the bust of Rowena that I just mentioned um, with the headdress that Xenophilius made. Um, and there's in a rumpet horn. Um which doesn't he does he say that it's a crumbled horn okay yeah he's like i just bought this two weeks ago and hermione's like bro (laughs) and they explode so it explodes um like upon i guess the death eaters getting there or i don't know if like like i think they might did hermione maybe do it on purpose i think so i think that might be the case yeah um yeah so obviously the starring in the the star of the show <laughs> in the rookery is Luna's bedroom. So I'll read an excerpt from the chapter The Tale of the Three Brothers in chapter twenty one, not chapter in Deathly Hallows. As they argued in whispers, Harry moved around the room. 
Only half listening, reaching the spiral stair, he raised his eyes absently to the next level and was distracted at once. His own face was looking back at him from the ceiling of the room above. After a moment's bewilderment, he realized it was not a mirror, but a painting. Curious, he began to climb the stairs. Harry, what are you doing? I don't think we should look around when he's not here. But Harry had already reached the next level. Luna had decorated her bedroom ceiling with five beautifully painted faces. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Ginny, and Neville. They were not moving as the portraits at Hogwarts moved but there was a certain magic about them all the same harry thought they breathed he appeared to be what appeared to be a fine golden chains wove around the pictures linking them together but after examining them for a minute or so harry realized that the chains were actually one word repeated a thousand times in gold ink friends 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 Harry felt a great rush of affection for luna he looked around the room there was a large photograph beside her bed of a young luna of young luna and a woman who looked very like her they were hugging luna looked rather better groomed in this picture than harry had ever seen in her in in life the picture was dusty this struck harry as slightly odd he stared around something was wrong the pale blue carpet was also thick with dust there were no clothes in the wardrobe whose doors stood ajar the bed had a cold unfriendly look as though it had not been slept in for weeks a single cobweb stretched over the nearest window across a blood red sky yeah i like how this whole time they're there it's like little hints of like "Mm, mm, something's about to go wrong yeah um but luna's room is just perfect it is so i was thinking about this as you were talking so like the bottom floor is the kitchen the mm-hmm. second floor is the living mm-hmm. room. The third floor is Luna's bedroom. So does Xenophilies have to go through Luna's bedroom to get to his bedroom on the next floor? But Lu- Yeah. I e- yeah. Or is Luna... I always thought that Luna's was the top, but I don't think it is. I think it's just the farthest that Harry goes. Yeah. But maybe Xenophilies just sleeps in his office. <laughs> Well, they're like a, at one point there had to be another room because like her mother was also there, right? Yeah. No, so I, I think there's probably I think he probably goes through. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. Yeah, but I don't think like Luna would be bothered by it. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, and then obviously like the important event that happens at the Lovegood house is when the Death Eaters find them. Harry, Ron, and Hermione wait just long enough for the Death Eaters to see them so mm-hmm. they can't get mad at Xenophilius and then they leave. And Xenophilius is just like so sad. It's so sad. He just like yeah. is really trying his best. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's a tough tough time. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway so for this pop quiz question because unfortunately we weren't we didn't get any responses to our last one before we ended recording but we have gotten a couple since then we're just gonna read those answers that we've gotten and then if audrey and i have come up with any better ones we can talk about them now but i i was thinking about it briefly a couple days ago and i still couldn't think of anything so yeah i don't have anything um (laughs) do you want to remind people what the question is oh yeah sorry the question is like if you had to come up with a name for your home what would it be yeah so shelby said the crap shack which (laughs) Is a Gilmore Girls reference, I, oh. I guess. Um, it sounds I, familiar. I, yeah, it sounds like vaguely familiar, but um, I haven't watched Gilmore Girls in a while. Morgan said, I'd like to call it Ravenclaw Tower, but I don't think it'd be very accurate. 
P.S. That's what I've named my Wi-Fi. It's a good Wi-Fi name. Um, I also feel like maybe the rookery could just be Ravenclaw Tower. Like, Mm, because it is a tower of Ravenclaws. (laughs) Um, and then Michael said Quaffle House, which I thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, y'all are more creative than us, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. We got two on Instagram as well. One is F the Rosiers. They say Moon Noom. Moon Noom. Um, And then Salvador said Triperca. I don't know. It's got a little like. um, Triperca. An accent I don't know. on it? I'm not exactly sure. Salvador, send us a voice memo. I don't get the... I think it's a... I think he's making a joke, but I don't get it. I feel like it's probably referencing Percy. Percy, <laughs> yes. Because it's Salvador. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for those responses. Sorry we posted our pop quiz la- so late last time that none of those got here in time. But it worked out nicely. Yeah. All right. Um, you can find our episodes on your favorite podcast platforms. And if you leave us a rating or an interview, it makes us feel nice. <laughs> you can find us on social media. We're Wizard Studies Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and then Wizard Studies on Twitter. And you can email us at wizardstudiespodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, just do your best. We'll do the rest. And learn until our brains all rot. Mm-hmm.